right, we're live on August 30th, 2023. I think, gents, this is episode five of the Lumber Word. Uh, Word. Greg Riley, Sitka USA, Matt Beamer, uh, Hampton Lumber Sales, live from Portland, Oregon. You can see in the background, Matt was saying they just got a little rain. The flag's not uh, not moving at all behind you, Matt, so <laughs> it must be pretty still out there. Uh, Good golfing weather. We had Matt Lehman on last week. Matt, we missed you. Uh, glad you're back. Uh, thanks, Matt Lehman, for being on. Uh, so if I go over what happened since the last time we talked, uh, business still remains really good, especially on truckload from what I can tell. And uh, my feeling is that a lot of people out there are looking for uh, reasons uh, with rates and so forth of why the market should actually be getting weaker. But damn, fellas, I mean, I'm noticing that it's actually still staying pretty pretty good outtake, especially if you're a distributor. Um, I mean, orders have been really good. Truckloads, you're getting paid for having truckloads, especially highly mixed trucks that you can ship pretty quick. I was going to bring one item up, too, that I'm hearing from a lot of buyers, but Greg told me if I do bring it up, he's going to uh, – let's just do it for fun. So, Greg, I keep hearing from a bunch of buyers that I'm not buying uh, if the trucks aren't on the ground. Yeah, Ash, I think what I – you know, what they're saying is I'm not buying from you because <laughs> everyone else is buying lumber. <laughs> that could that could totally be it. That could totally be it. But man, I'm, I mean, I'm like, and I, you know what? I, you know what? You know you know you know. There's big love, baby. Right? Oh, I mean, you know, you just no got doubt. work to do with that guy. You'll get there. No, I know, no, no doubt. But that's so. Uh, <laughs> but the outtake state is, is remaining good. I'm seeing a lot of RFQs coming across from all the big buyers. A lot of heavily mixed stuff. Items still seem to be moving quite a bit. Um, so. Uh, heck, even a couple of weeks ago, I was looking for a reason why the market may be uh, getting weaker. But stay the course, I guess, and maybe some items are. Matt, let's go around. Matt, Greg, what do you guys see since last week? Um, I'm slower, but part of that is I don't have what people want to buy, which is two before 16s, any grade, any species. And um, and I'm out. You know, I, I've got cars on order, but they're not going to be in town for three weeks. And so that's kind of slowing that part of my business down. But everything else is OK. You know, my car business is average. Uh, my truck business is average. It's just it's just a week. You know, there's nothing I can tell there's a holiday coming. Right. You know, you, some people are already kind of buttoning up and uh, heading to the cabin type stuff. But, uh, you know, and I'm not alone. It's the room like, you know, there's the the uh the energy at at the sales office here is is pretty pretty moderate you know there's there's people talking about going to the beach and going to the mountains and blah 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 so i don't know it's what i expected for this week and you know we'll see what happens next week but uh well i was just joking about the weather change here in oregon switching from fire season to hurricane season that's not completely um a joke right i mean it it is at this point I look at the market as what's going to cause the next rally. Is it going to be a production interruption or is it going to be an increase in demand? And it's, it's a flip a coin situation. I don't really know what's this hurricane going to do to production in the central and, and the East regions for yellow pine. I have no idea. We'll find out, I suppose. Greg thoughts from last week to this week. Well, 
mean, we continue to be very, very active. Um, but I think to Matt's point, part of that is we have a lot of inventory. We can ship highly mixed loads to a lot of places. And we also have some of the more popular items and, you know, are easily selling, you know, well before that gets, you know, to Matt's point, I mean, we have a vessel coming to Houston next week. We've already sold out all the two by four 16s on it, you know, at like a hundred dollars above where the market was three weeks ago. So one of the things I've been thinking about Ash is, and we've had some conversations with different people and, it's always, you know, I, I always have a gut check when I'm really busy, but I hear about people not being busy and I'm trying to understand, you know, what that whole dynamic is. The other thing that I realize is, is uh, the business and Matt and I've talked about this before. The business is back to the way that it was pre pre pandemic. You know, it's the, the business is hard. It's not easy. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, there's some people, let's not say a lot. There's there's people that over the over the pandemic may have gotten a little complacent and lazy with how this business is, and they're having to make an adjustment to that. So what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, Greg? They're making an adjustment to that. They just as far as uh, on both sides of the fence. You know, it's a lot harder. I mean, you you have to work a lot harder um, and make less money than you did during the pandemic. Yeah. No, there's no right. easy money. I mean, th th this is just, this is just lumber for 90% of our career. Uh, got to be nimble, got to be intelligent, got to make calculated risks. And sometimes those don't pay off, but you know, if you're, if you're smart and pay attention, they usually do. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm not, I think this has been a good year for, for everybody. You know, I mean, like I said, when we, when I came back from the inland, I told you guys about how everybody was happy. Well, I mean, think about it. The market has had like two or three runs, big ones, a hundred, $150. That's, as, that's the most we can get out of this market. Right. Okay. Well, what if you were short and had to wear a hundred dollar loss? Well, that's nothing compared to the $800 loss you might've lost last year, or the year before. I mean, when you had the kind of volatility we just came through in, in the pandemic to go back to your maximum loss is a hundred. That's fine. I can live with that kind of risk. I mean, if you can't, you shouldn't be in this business, honestly. Um, and then on top of that, you've actually been, if you're distributor wholesaler guy that does truck business, you've been paid for carrying the wood, right? I mean, there's been a margin in it. And then for most of the first half of the year, there was a, a really nice basis trades available to people to, to speculate on. And so if I look at the market as, as this year has been good for the retailers, they're making money. Good for the wholesalers, they're making money. Good for the distributors, they're making money. And good for the mills, they're making money too. They're not making as much money, but they're still making a little bit of money. And um, so, you know, to go from, massive amounts of volatility to more kind of a stable, predictable market. That's fine. I'm happy with this year. I'm more concerned about next year at this point. I guess, yeah. you know, man, I guess the only thing I challenge that is I'm, I'm not sure mills are making money. I mean, if I look at earnings reports for last quarter, um, Canadian mills lost money. <clears throat> 
we know that we're at, or, you know, like we're, we know that we're at low levels for European mills. I mean, I guess, yes, Southern mills had been making money, but if I look at the current prices of Southern pine, um, I'm not sure that, uh, I'm not sure that those are completely profitable numbers right now. No, but if you take their holdings as a whole, so if you look at Canfor, Fraser, and look at what they lost in Canada versus what they're making in the U.S., I think they're still marginally profitable. And you look at a company like Hampton, we're you know we're not making any money in Canada either. Nobody's making money in Canada, but we're making money in the U.S. barely. Mm -hmm. That's why I say you know the mills are making some money. We're not like they're not cash negative right now. So well, you know, and, when you get into, when you get into real made. problems is when is when mills start having to sell off assets to raise cash, like we saw in 2011 when Sierra Pacific was ordered by the banks to sell off some of their property because it had no cash and had a lot of land. So the that type of stuff isn't happening at all. In fact, mills are still buying land. You know, they have money to spend. They still have retained well, earnings and, from the last two years. Right. I mean, the mills mills built built up big war chests of money over the last couple of years. Then there's another. You look at cash eight billion dollars that's sitting in an account in Canada that might come out at some point. Have you noticed the Canadians have started chirping about how unfair the tariffs are? You know, again. So, so I heard see, that money will get it, dispersed. You watch. I heard that come up, and if you remember, Matt. Greg, we mentioned this three months ago. We're like, wouldn't did we say we said something? If if people were watching the show, I think Greg, you made the point. You said something like, "Let's like third or fourth quarter, this would start coming up." Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, the jockeying, the jockeying has begun. And you know, when when that when that settles out, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about. Um, Chase Schiller Home Index came out yesterday, and it showed that prices are unchanged from a year ago. I guess the most amazing thing, you know, and the, here again, to be expected, higher interest rates. You know, we we the, the the housing prices have 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 come back and have been basically flat, depending on the market you're. I guess the most interesting thing, Ash, the the only market there was a couple markets that were up. The market that was up the most, Illinois. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, so we're we're almost. I, I'm like, like I don't know, I don't I don't see that, but yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. So look at I listen to a lot. I, I I watch and follow a lot of economists on uh, on Twitter and everything, and the same ones that were saying six months ago or eight months ago, how rates couldn't go above 5% are now asking questions of, hey, we're at 7%, could we go higher? And there's this underlying thing out there that everybody, um, if you get into homes, just be assured that you'll be able to refinance in, in the next two or three years at a lower rate. And I, I get scared when I hear everybody saying that. And maybe everybody could be right for all the wrong reasons, but so what I'm seeing is rates keep rising, Homes are shrinking, like we talked about, entry-level homes. Uh, they're making a, a, an incentives, whether that's buy-downs or uh, discounts. The, the home builders, which are still doing great, are doing whatever they can to keep moving their inventory. So with that case shiller and all that kind of stuff, Greg and Matt, what, I mean, what – what do you feel like here on August 30th with, with housing going forward? I mean, it still looks good to me, but my God, it, the shrinkage on the houses um, <laughs> is, is interesting, right? 
I mean, I, I saw a thing on Twitter, I think, of Zillow came out and predicted that housing prices would go up 6.5% next year. I don't know. And I, I just feel like whether it's housing or cattle futures, soybeans, heavy equipment, you name it. I just feel like with what's going on in Europe and China and in the United States economically, that these are much bigger headwinds than we want to talk about in just our little fiefdom here, the lumber business. Yeah. But I do feel like we're going to have some headwinds economically in, in, um, in 2024 that we have no control over. And so, uh, you know, I remain relatively bullish on the new homes in terms of like the, the large builders. I think that they can, they can power through the smaller home with, you know, more incentives on the buy side that there's still a lot of demand for housing in this country. And, you know, as long as we keep bringing more people in and having more kids and, you know, there's young people, I got kids that are, you know, now 21 that can buy their own alcohol. Pretty soon they'll be looking to buy a house. And so, um, I think that that there's going to be demand for new homes. I, I'm a little bit concerned about multifamily because of the banking problems that I think the banks are going to really tighten up if they haven't already their lending patterns. Um, and also just the cost of money, right. You know, and then I'm, you know, I'm pretty negative on existing homes, you know, just because of a couple of realities. One people like me that have a 3% mortgage, I have no reason to sell. Um, and then, to a lot of the homes that are for sale are just old inventory that aren't a very good value. And so that opens the door for the new home builder. That doesn't really, that that's not going to open up the market for existing homes unless we see what Greg says <laughs> somewhere down the road, how many homes are for sale? All, all of them, them, all of them, all of them, <laughs> which Everyone I don't see that. Price. Price. It hasn't happened in, in Portland yet or in Oregon, uh, but I just, I just think that there's going to be some slowdown here in housing in general. You know, Matt, I think that, I think that that's part of like why we're, where we are is everybody for a year has been hearing there's a recession coming. And I mean, I think the surprise in the first half of the year was how, how, how much stronger housing was than everyone expected it to be. Um, To your point, I mean, I had concern about multifamily, and because of the banking, but, you know, once the Fed gave people collateral at, 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 at maturity value, that completely fixed all of the, that, that really fixed all of the, all the, all the regional banks, you know, any, any balance sheet issues they had. And I mean, interesting enough, I see multifamily inquiry has uh, accelerated in the last, in the last few weeks for, you know, October, November, I've got a lot of October, November start stuff that is, uh, is in the pipeline and have quoted a lot of stuff for, you know, Q1 of next, <clears throat> Q1 of next year. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like flipping the switch on flipping the switch on them on, on multifamily. Uh, <clears throat> I think the wild card is, is what happens with interest rates T- to Ashley's point. If you see mortgage rates go to 8%, then you're going to have a market slowdown. You're going to have, you're going to take another level down in sales pace, both of existing homes and new. Um, <clears throat> if on this the, is the current hand, 30 year right now, 
7.3. If on the other hand, there's a group of people out there uh, that are of the opinion that the Fed probably is done. They're going to hold. Um, they're going to hold. They're going to hold the short-term rates where they are for a period for an extended period of time here, until they're quote-unquote confident that you know inflation has is 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 vanquished and on their way back. I think. But over that time, I think you could see mortgage rates ease back down. And I, I mean, honestly, I mean, a you know. A, a six or a six and a half percent thirty-year fixed mortgage isn't 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 an impediment for a, a really decent sales pace when you put on when you when you contract you know when you think back historically and when you when you add in the fact that you know home prices ha have been you know adjusting lower that helps the affordability. So what 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 rate would it take? I guess my if we over a six month period went to 5% rates again. Is that good or bad? Because at 5%, does that open up a whole bunch of existing homes for the market again? Does the market get flooded with homes at 5%? Where's the no. point of inflection on rates right now? Back to where- No, and I don't think I don't think you can go to 5% in six months. I mean- I don't either. I'm I just think trying the bigger to, issue is the price of the home. So, um, and, and I'll use this as my my example. When you're paying three dollars for gas and you can go buy groceries at the store for two weeks for a hundred, hundred fifty bucks for your family, you can afford to go to Disneyland and you can afford a six hundred fifty thousand dollar home. When you're going to the store and you're buying a hundred and fifty dollars worth of groceries and it lasts you for three days, and your gas now costs five dollars a gallon, you can't afford to go to Disneyland. You can't afford six hundred fifty thousand dollar homes with eight percent interest rates. So inflation and interest rates obviously are intertwined here but consumer spending is something that i pay attention to and i'm seeing it drop right people are starting to save more they're being given an incentive to save more by higher interest rates right if you got money laying around ash and the bank says hey we'll pay you five percent well when's the last time the bank paid you five percent for anything um 2007 it's been a while right so 2007 you know i just feel like people are crimped on their spending. And I think that the homes that are selling in the 650 and higher range are going to be harder to sell at these rates. And I think that the demand for housing between 250 and 550 is going to be exceptional, right? I mean, no matter what the rate is, that's what people can afford. So that's why you're seeing lo lower, lower, smaller homes with less uh, doodads in it. Uh, let's just real quick go around the different species. And, and talk about maybe what the traders out there are seeing and what they're doing with it. So I won't go in any particular order. Euro, uh, I think there's boats on the water that are going to start landing in the next week or two. Uh, I think there's less wood coming over than there was last year at this time. As Matt said, two by four 16s went yeehaw on everybody. I mean, they had a low trade price in the 420s two months ago. And there's a sick, a lot of people are asking 600 now, right? On two by four 16s and people are calling, looking for them. Two by six is still a little bit tough to move. There are some studs coming over. We were able to sell some of those that we had. Um, what's the, what's the lay of the land on the Euro looking like Greg getting dropped along the ports and what you see uh, happening over the next two to three months in that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 
shipments are down, you know, 50 to 60% from what the run rate was in the first quarter and uh, the third and fourth quarter of last year. And I think that's probably going to be consistent as we go forward. For the most, all of the that excess inventory that had been built up has, has been cleaned up. So we're kind of right-sizing uh, we're right sizing the, the, the prices with the volume. I mean, obviously the wild card is going to be at $600, you know, do, do a bunch of guys go, Hey, well, maybe we should send an extra, you know, thousand trucks of two by four sixteens and, you know, and drive the price back and drive the price back down, you know, sub 500 in, you know, you know, November, December. I mean, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Does it? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean they're, they're out in the woods right now. Saying, I, think, I think the over under on, on that happening, you know, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's better than 50, 50 that it's going to happen. So, um, you know, there's just always a question of timing in the, you know, the flip flop on it uh, is, uh, you know, two by sixes, I think, you know, are going to be do nothing but go up because at, you know, sub $500 prices, there's going to be less of them. End of story. Yeah. So I think that I think that you know for the most part, um, lower volumes of euro are what you're going to see, uh, and we'll we'll have to watch and see if as prices if some of these prices move up, you know, Europe, whether supply crushes demand. Are, are the Europeans making money here? I think that some make some money. Yeah. So that when I'll get, well, I'll get it as a comment. Some, you know, some this, make some money some of the time. So there's a big difference prices. in cost between Central Europe and Sweden and all the different areas. So some people are making money, but you know, I hear I hear prices of what the cost of production is in Europe. That's such a wide band. I don't know what exactly it is. I don't think it's eight hundred and fifty dollars a thousand. But I probably don't think it's four hundred and fifty either, or five hundred, right, on a port unloaded basis all right so let's go into a u.s species matt what uh you, you uh you see that all the time what's your feeling there you know it's sneaky good it's it's like kind of what you guys talked about earlier in the market and and i i tend to agree it's like we're not setting any sales records and the energy level's gone down a little bit here, but we still have a good order file and we're still getting more orders at these prices and there's still a lot of wood that needs to be bought that's being shopped around that, you know, they're having trouble buying. So those are good signs for moving forward. You know, you're also coming into a time of year where a little bit more work's going to get done when things start to cool down, literally temperature wise. I guarantee if you're a framer in the Portland metro area right now, you're thrilled with the weather this week, you know? Um, and, you know, these guys in Phoenix and Houston and places where it's really hot most of the time, they're going to start seeing some, some cooling down and that'll help, you know, with, with production. So I, I think we're pretty happy with the way things are going here uh, on the U S species. The one, the one, I guess, sore spot that we're seeing is green dug for just green dug for dimensions, just slowed down. And it's, it's the slowest of the, the, the dry dug for actually hanging in there pretty good. We've had a good week selling dry dug for all over the West and dry hem for, I just sold a bunch of that here in the, the Midwest this morning. It's been trading, you know, it's uh, studs have been pretty active. We're not as busy as we were on studs two weeks ago, but we're still selling multiple cars of studs every day and getting good numbers for it. So uh, the green duck fur is a bit of a, 
that's a sinker, but everything else is just just fine. Sneaky good is is what I would call it. What what um, Matt, if I could ask, is what so Western Canadian market like something I try to pay attention to, but I just don't get good information on anymore. What's going on in the Western can market right now? Where's not a lot of wood being offered um, in two four and two six number two or premium. You know, it's uh, what you are being offered is usually tally limited and, it, you know, kind of a ho-hum price. There's nothing great or bad about it. It's just not exciting. And the one thing that everybody still wants is heavy 16s, two before, and that's just something you're not going to have much luck finding unless you want to overpay for it and wait a month, you know, to ship it. Um, low grade, two before, number three, still relatively hard to buy and easy to sell and expensive. Um Tube of six, number three, on the other hand, is tanking. And I've seen it both from the east and from the west. And so uh, I'm, I, I guess that's just the China factor right there. Um, Matt, it could be too. They, they can't get rid of how, it. How, they, how two by six, number three, traded at such a big discount in Southern Pine over the last month. It's probably taking its toll on or, or it's tied in, right? It could be tied All in. I know is it's just gotten ugly here. It's down it's down 80 bucks in the last month, you know, uh, and it, and it seems to be available. I could, I can buy it from anyone. Um, and it's what's the, sort what's, of a, what, what do you, what's the mill price now on that, Matt? Starts with a two, uh, low two, you know, uh, maybe even a high one. Yeah. Well, so when so, you get sub, when you get sub $200, then you, you, that you're really in an, at an investment level, aren't you? I would think so. But how much two to six, number three is consumed domestically. Right. I mean, it's, it's never been a big deal. It's it's back during the heyday of China buying everything that came out of North America and then like the 08 through 2015 timeframe, you know, there was a real cottage industry on exporting two to six, number three to Asia. And that's gone. Mm. And there's just not a big enough domestic usage for two to six, number three. I mean, some smart guy will figure it out. But well, I mean, I, me. I think you guys you, don't you guys own the company that are the smart guys. Yeah, that one of them, yeah. Two by six, number three. I'm sure they've got they've got it all figured out, but uh, but I mean, me and my little distribution model, it, I I don't have enough horsepower mm -hmm. to do to change the needle on that one. Let's right. uh, um, let's jump over to uh, to Eastern Can real quick, Matt. You you're talking about that, Greg. What are you seeing in Eastern Canada? Everybody's back from summer shutdowns and uh, and. And at full production, from what I can tell. Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I think, that, you know, Eastern market's been similar to the Western market at the mill level is it's been it's been a, it's it's been a slower week. Uh, mills that have something that they want to you know, be a bit more aggressive on and make sure that they sell it um, are going to trade that at a discount. I mean, there's some things that are still that are still tight. MSR is still tight in the east. Uh I, two by four sixteens, obviously, you know, given the Euro effect, uh, are, 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 are been the stellar standout. So let's, uh, let's, let's follow up. I was going to have I had one on Southern yellow pine. All I can tell you is I looked at the numbers. It looks like four inch got a little bitty uptick. Um, and four and Southern yellow pine in general still looks like some of the items, especially the low grade are investment levels. Um, don't really have a comment on the rest of it, but, Let's jump over. I, mean, though, I think the wild card is going to be ashes to seeing what ultimately ends up happening with this hurricane, depending on how it goes. I mean, its path runs through a bunch of 
producers in Northwest Florida and in Georgia. So, you know, it could have a more, a more of an effect on production in the short term. So we'll see. You that's never, a, that's you, a good, that's, that's a good point. And actually on rural radio on Sirius the other day, I was listening to them talking about the fires in Louisiana in some of the timberland. I'm going to take this. I'll be, I'll be right back. You can talk amongst yourselves. So um, let's jump over to our segment of Mary Dayton breakup that we oh, love. God. We love to talk about. Everybody likes it. So what we do every week for everybody listening here is we pick one or two items that we would like to marry and invest in for a long period of time. Uh, and this is no indication of any of our relationships at all. We are strictly talking about lumber. <laughs> uh, the items that we just want to... <laughs> We have the items yeah, I'm not that, throwing 29 years away over no, some lumber, buddy. No, then we have items that we just want to date. And uh, and then we have items that we want to break up with. They've keyed our cars, and we want to just get them off of our distribution thing. So yeah. Greg, what did I miss? You know, we're just, I was just explaining to people how we're going to play Mary date and break up and how that in no way reflects any type of our personal relationships. It's strictly <laughs> with... Uh, with lumber items. Okay, so, so how are we gonna play? Well, so let's you get to go first, Ashley. Let's talk about it first. Um, and I'm having a really hard time between marrying and dating this one. I think I talked about it last week. So Matt, I like um, and and I've I've changed my mind as we just went to a different place here. I I like the low grade in a lot of items, but I like two by six number three in pine still and in spruce. Right. Um, but I think I would just date that at first just to see how it is you know maybe put it on the ground sell some futures against it in an area where there's a lot of industrial users uh as far as mary goes uh i think i would like to um to to, to marry uh two by four southern yellow pine um and Greg right now is thinking you haven't even dated it before, so why would you marry it? Right? This is this is a this is a problem Thank I you might very have. Much. Okay, that's what, that's what he's thinking. I was just going, wow. You know what? Talk about going like you know, whew, talk about moving fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have to talk about that a little bit there. And the breakup, <laughs> the breakup segment. Um, you know, we're still talking and texting a lot, but two by four. And two by six 10 footers, I just, man, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't have enough confidence in them for a long term relationship. So those are the, those are the ones I'm looking at. So go ahead, Greg, why don't you pick yours Matt, here? You go. <laughs> well, marrying, uh, I still like two by six 16s, two and butter, and number three. Um, I mean, I do like two by six number three also in 14s and 12s but you know like whenever i can buy two before or two to six 16s at a discount whatever the grade is I, I pay attention to me that's a that's a you know a no-brainer type thing um so i guess i'd probably marry that and then date i want to date two before 16s because they're so good but at the same time i don't like the value of them long term so you know in the short term i like dating them in the long term, nah, you know, I, we're just dating. And then the, the, what was the last one? 
kick out break, of the car. Break up. What break you up break, with? Yeah, break up with. Yeah, get out. Um, geez, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to come back to that one. I haven't thought about it. Go ahead, Greg. Well, so I've been thinking about this a little bit, and, you know, there's been some really great basis trading opportunities in the first half of this year. And I'm kind of going through the screens trying to find out. We've been about, I don't know, three or four weeks now where yeah, probably two or three weeks anyhow, where, where, where futures has been pretty much on par with the cash market. And there's no premium as we go out, which is disappointing as a basis trader and doesn't really leave much opportunity for um, for forward selling either, but I'm, I'm I'm starting to look at a few things that are like showing up on the radar for basis traders, and those are things that I am going to marry. I will not be sharing those today, but I'm going to marry those things, and I'll tell you after I've married them <laughs> for tag along trading. Okay. And that's a very complex relationship when you're attaching futures to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't. Yeah. There's a term. There's a term. There's it's, a term for it's that. It's multi-level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to be committed for that relationship when you're going to basis trade. We That's yeah. that's enough for another whole segment. Um, so are those dating, some of the, is that some of the items that we were talking about today that you really wanted to, to put the buy hat mm -hmm. on and do? No, not necessarily. I've got a, I've got a few things. I'm in, I'm, I'm in that stage where I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to tie the knot with these, and, and, and I, but I haven't yet. So, um, dating, I am still dating MSR Spruce. We are in the fun zone. Um, it's, it's great. I mean, we've got it. It's fluid. The, you know, the, you know, we're, we're like, you know, we're partying, and it's really, and it's really fun. And I think, you know, seasonality. We're, we've got another. You know, six, we can probably get another six weeks that we can like date and then we'll probably and then that may that may ultimately move over to, you know, I may end up marrying it for Q1 next year, but we're still in the fun zone there. Um, I am dumping. I'm continuing to be hating um, two by six, nines and tens. Um, and it's hard being a mill that has two by six tens for sale to say that I hate them, but I hate them. So that's an opportunity for buyers out there. Cause I hate them. So they, so they can love them. Does that make sense? What's the, what's the, what's the investment price to a buyer it's, it's, the, the, in the, the Southern United States for two to six probably. nines or tens? Yeah. It's probably sub 500. We're getting close to that, aren't we? Um, You're in, you're, put it this way you're you're in that range where you're i mean you know in probably tens you're in the mid high fives and in in in, in nines you're probably low it's still low six to high to high fives so i mean they're they're get they're getting there um but they're not we got there a ways yet. to go yeah they still got to get got to walk home I, sure yeah, so walk i had home. one more thing before we uh before we unless you had something that you need me to no, no, go for it um you know, just in our, uh, you know, in our political segment, I just wanted to like have like have a comment out there, Matt. You know, I see that seventy-seven percent of Americans do not want either of the leading presidential candidates 
to run. <laughs> so I'm saying that for the good of the country, these people should step aside for a new generation of leaders. And uh, that's just that's just me. I did have one one thing. Really, I was very disappointed this week. Uh, Eminem said that he didn't want Vivek to be uh, to be rapping his music anymore. And I just want to say, where is the where is the real Slim Shady? Would you please stand up? All right, guys. Well, that was that was a perfect segue to to end the show, Matt. If anybody wants to get a hold of Matt, you can contact Matt at Hampton Lumber Sales, Greg Riley, and Ashley. I put my uh, my Sitka email down below. We'll be doing this again. I, I, Greg Kuda and I are going to try to fire up the future segment show tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Central. So hopefully we get that one launched and we can talk a little bit about CME and futures and basis and so forth on that show. That'd be awesome. Hey, Matt, great. I love having you back, man. Yeah, nice thanks, Matt. All right. It was more fun this week than last week. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Cheers, guys. See you. See you later. <laughs>